Welcome to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to helping coaches create successful team experiences through the use of quotes. I'm your host, Scott Rosberg. In each episode, we'll discuss one quote that I've found can be inspirational, motivational, and helpful on your coaching journey to become your best so you can help your teams become their best. So lace them up tight, focus on your target, listen up and take notes as we dive in to today's Great Quote for Coaches. All right, and welcome back to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This is episode 82 of the podcast, and uh, before we get into the episode, you probably noticed some new music to start things off. And I said, you know, I like the music that we had, but uh, I thought it's time to change things up. We're into season three and about a year and a half into the show, and I thought, yeah, let's uh, let's do something a little bit different. So, so I want to... Um, recognize that's called Dance in the Sun by Christian Vass. And uh, yeah, I like it. I think it's a, it's a nice little change up and uh, we'll use that for a while. So so anyway, hope you like it too. Uh, today, our, we are into one of the episodes where it's just going to be me talking. Hope that doesn't uh, make you reach for your... <laughs> for your phone and click over to some other podcast but uh because I, I think you're gonna like this and this is actually the first of two that i'm gonna do i was gonna do do two quotes on this episode um because they're very similar but i decided you know after I, I, my first take on it i thought oh this is going a little longer this first quote's going a little longer i'm gonna make it two shorter ones and uh kind of do it that way for you so um and so you know you'll see this one ne- this week and then next week will be another one that that'll follow up on this and then we'll b- get back into the uh, the interview format and kind of go back and forth as as we have throughout the uh throughout the entire podcast once we started doing interviews so um, so yeah, a little two-parter for you uh, today, the first of two. And uh, today's quote comes to us from English mathematician and biostatistician, whatever that is, <laughs> Carl Pearson. And this is a quote you've probably heard before. It's a quote that I I actually, the second quote that I'll do, the one I'll do next week, is the one that I have used more um, than this first one. And yet, once I first heard the first quote... I started thinking, oh my gosh, that is so good and so important. And actually, it's something I actually have used, just hadn't used the quote itself um, because I hadn't heard the quote. And this quote is going to be two sentences. And and the part that I've used is the first sentence. But I just found the second part of the quote and thought, oh man, that just really adds to it. But here's the quote from Carl Pearson. That which is measured improves. I'm going to stop there, not give you the second sentence yet, because I want to zero in on that first and foremost. That which is measured improves. And it's a concept that I think I I knew through my years of as a teacher and a coach, because what do we do? We measure student progress. They're called grades. We measure how well we're doing on in our you know with our sports it's called a scoreboard but how are you measuring where are you measuring things and so when you consider the classroom for instance 
you give a quiz, you give a test, you have an essay, whatever it is, and then you give a grade for that. And so you are teaching throughout the course of a, a week, let's say, uh, the course of a lesson, and in my realm, the English classroom. Okay, well, let's, let's talk about like a short story. And so I have the kids read a short story. The next day we come in and we discuss it. But I may have them take a quiz first to see, A, did you read it? B, what did you learn? Uh, we may do a vocabulary quiz, something like that, so that we're also working to help them improve at their vocabulary. And so we're measuring what it was that was asked of them in that lesson. And then we discuss and talk about the story, and then here's your next story. And we do the same thing, and we keep on doing that. And then at the end of that unit, we might have a test. I may have them write an essay, whatever it might be. And so we're measuring the thing. If we never had a measurement, how many of them would fully engage and fully work on, you know, whatever I'm asking of them. Some of them would because they're just totally self-motivated. But others, they wouldn't. They wouldn't read the stuff. I mean, heck, even when even when I had uh, tests and quizzes, I had kids who didn't read the, read the things. I mean, that's you just were any teacher who was sitting out there knows exactly what I'm talking about. But the moment we start measuring what they have done and where their success is, the moment people start going, ooh, I better work at this. Well, let's talk about that in the sport realm. I mean, of course, there's a scoreboard in games. And so we want to, you know, improve enough that we start winning games. And it's a, it's one of the measurements of success. Those of you who've listened to me, read the things I write, watched my videos, you know that, you know, I did a whole unit on here, the whole uh, series on the Pyramid of Success by John Wooden, in which our focus is not on winning on a scoreboard. However, a scoreboard is one measurement of success, and it's the one a lot of kids, parents, fans, you name it, that's what they focus on. I'm recording this on a weekend. You've got college football. You've got college uh, professional football. I mean, the, all of those fans who are focused on their teams are going to determine whether the team and the coach and the players were successful based on the scoreboard. So it is a measure of success. And so if you want to improve, put a scoreboard up, uh, up there for you. That's the first measurement. But let's face it, that doesn't always create the improvement we're after. So I always like to break this down as a coach and start doing the same thing in practices. And I'm sure many of you who coach have done the same thing. We've said this for years. When you have a lack of intensity in a practice, you're doing whatever drills that you're working on, and eh, they're just not getting after it hard enough. I just think you know our mind is elsewhere. <laughs> I, I had early in my career coaches say, all right, start, start to put a scoreboard up. And just start keeping score in the drill for whatever it is that you are after. And so you could do that for, again, it would depend upon your sport. But in my sport of basketball, we started measuring deflections, uh, you know, in terms of we didn't measure steals because you, you didn't always come up with the ball. But if we were getting deflections, that meant people, our players were being active. They were focused on trying to play, you know, play good defense and do what they needed to do to get steals to get turnovers uh, from the on the opponent and so you start measuring those types of things or um 
first team to take uh, take a charge, first team to take you know three char- whatever it might be. Whatever you're lacking, whatever you want improvement in, start measuring that thing and then putting a score up. Because once you do that, the level of intensity will rise, but the focus will also change. And they will start zeroing in on that. So if we only focus on the score, then that's not always the best way to create the improvement you're after. Break it down and focus on the things where you think you, your team needs the most help to then create the score uh, or the scoreboard um, going the way you want it to go. And so what that which is measured improves. So measure it. But here's the second part of the quote that, uh, that I, I just love so much. That which is measured and reported improves exponentially. And so that which is measured improves. You want improvement? Measure whatever it is that you're doing. But if you want to see really, really big improvement, report it. In other words, don't just measure it, but then let everybody else know. Let people know. Okay, well, first, let the person himself, herself know. Okay, here's how you did. Here's where you stand. Here's where you're struggling. Here's where you're doing well report it. But when you really want to see the growth, report it to more than just that person. Post it. Put it out there for the world to see, which is why the scoreboard in games is such a big thing to people because everybody else sees it and they will make their judgments. And again, when I go back to the concept of what true success is, it's not really about comparing yourself with others, but we're human. And so we do that. And so when we watch, you know, these college and professional football games on these weekends here in the fall, we're going to determine who was successful and who wasn't as we're sitting watching or looking at scoreboards based on who won and who lost. And yet you could, you know, know the different teams that are playing and go, well, gosh, the team that lost on the scoreboard there actually played as well as they possibly could against a far superior opponent they really had a lot of great success and the far superior opponent didn't. But still, in our world, we judge success a lot of the time and in so many ways based on a scoreboard. And so that has been, that scoreboard is what is doing the reporting. Think about it. We go back to the classroom um, as an example. When I would give the quizzes, give the essays, give the tests, Okay, the kids will see how they did. And so at the top of that piece of paper, there's the grade. So it has been reported to them. Now, we don't post scores of all the kids uh, you know, because of privacy issues and that. But let's face it, when they get their tests back or they get their essays back, they're not sitting in a vacuum. They're looking around. They're talking, hey, how'd you do? And you start reporting. Yeah, I got, I did that. I, I got an A. Well, I didn't do so well. I got, that's a measurement of, a, that's a way of, of reporting it. And then of course, there's a thing called a report card. Well, that goes to the kid, but it goes to the parents. And so again, it's a way to exponentially improve at what you're doing. Well, let's talk about that in terms of the sport world. Again, the big time one is the scoreboard of, you know, at games. But what about in practice? 
Well, you can keep, I know a lot of coaches who, you know, keep success charts. And so, you know, again, they're charting, like I mentioned before, deflections or charges taken or whatever it might be. And in the locker room, every kid's name is there and, and you see how many of whatever that thing is they had this week. And that's a way each time they, they go into that locker room and look at it, they go, well, I'm not, I'm not where I want to be or gosh. And again, it's not about comparing yourself with others. But again, we're human. Gosh, so-and-so has more of those. I want to have those. And so they start working that much harder at those things. Again, okay, whatever it is you measure is what's going to get improved, where you're going to see the improvement. So measure those things that are focused on effort, focused on attitude, focused on the, uh, the process as opposed to the outcome. And this is why the scoreboard itself, I think, pales when we're talking about measurement. Because, as I said, you might have become, you might have done the best you could and played extremely well. You just were going against a far superior opponent talent-wise, and so you lost on the scoreboard. But my gosh, when we look at all of our metrics for what we were after and what we wanted to do and how we wanted to perform and in our process... Oh my gosh, we all, we, we were A's, we were A pluses, whatever, you know, measurement um, form you use. And so this is what we want to focus on. Focus on those effort areas, those areas that will then lead to more success in the outcomes and the results. Yes, you want to still focus, you know, have a focus beyond the results and the outcomes. But when we focus on the way to get to the result and the outcome, and we measure those types of things, that's when we're going to see the improvement. And then when we report on those types of things, that's when we're going to see that exponential improvement that Carl Pearson is talking about. Oh, I love this idea. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I imagine many of you have heard of it and probably used it yourselves. I hope you are because it's such a good one. Well, next week, we're going to do a similar quote and we're going to talk about where you get your success Gonna, the, the quote is going to be a little different. It's going to focus on a different realm. And yet the concept is going to be very similar. So make sure you come back next time to hear that quote on the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. And we will talk to you then. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd please do me a favor and leave a rating and a short review of the podcast. I would really appreciate it. Ratings and reviews help podcasts get in front of that many more listeners. We want to get as many people exposed to the messages of inspiration and impact through the use of quotes that we cover on this podcast. Also, check us out on slamdunksuccess.com, where you'll find a lot more information to help you become the best you're capable of becoming. I look forward to serving you again next time with another great quote for coaches. Mm-hmm.